The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. To a brand new episode of Retro Pop. I am one of your hosts. Uh, I am uh, the guy who will switch the three pointer. I'm Johnny Townsend, and my alley oop partner over here, the guy who throws it down, is Mr. Matt Johnson. No relation to Magic. No relation. No relation to Magic Johnson, unfortunately. But I am here, Johnny. How are you, my friend? I am doing pretty good, considering I've been awake for approximately. 15 minutes. That's pretty good. <laughs> I, oh, man, we're cutting into your breakfast time. I know how important breakfast is to you. Did you get oh, it in yeah. before? No, you gotta, but we're all right. We're okay. Okay. Yeah. If you, if you need to take a breakfast break, like in between like transitions, <laughs> uh, segments of the show, please don't yeah. hesitate to do so. Okay. You need to grab a Pop-Tart. Of course. <laughs> but today, Matt, we finish off our series of the month, the sports uh, the sports stars, and I want to do something slightly different. Originally, I was just going to cover one of these guys and then save the other guy for later. Uh, but then I was like, these guys are so linked, and they always will be. Uh, I just want to cover both and their rivalry, and that is Magic Johnson versus Larry Bird, and that's what we're going to do here today. Uh, and uh, so this is pretty important to me. Uh, I've truly love both these guys but let's get into our personal history with magic and larry they had the ball and they were going to take off on the fast break larry bird to paris they give it a magic he's got cooper on his right time perfectly the pass was timed perfectly the basket counts in a foul and that's all that was that's an outstanding uh, play by magic johnson because he timed it perfect on the pass all right, Matt, of course, as you know, I'm a basketball junkie. Uh, these guys, I was born in 83. These guys were actually already in the league by the time I was born. And by the time I really got into basketball, uh, which was in the early 90s, they were starting to fade out. But uh, I had seen them play uh, a little bit, especially the 92 Dream Team. Uh, you know, I really got to see them there. Uh, and the whole, um, and we will obviously will cover it, but when, magic announced that he had hiv uh, all that i definitely remember and but the thing that really helped me to uh become huge fans of these guys is i if i love something i always dive into the history of it and nba basketball is one of those so i dove into the history of these guys i would search out videos uh documentaries anything i could find and man these guys were legit uh saved the nba and we'll get to oh, that sure. too yeah legit saved it uh they saved they probably saved basketball overall uh it was at a weird place uh but yeah um and basketball so important to me so these guys are truly truly legends and i cannot wait to dive into the history of them no i mean i mean they are legends i grew up post larry and, and magic so i, I mean i i you know, I was born when they were in, but I definitely grew up way, like past their prime. I think my earliest impression of Larry Bird, like I heard of him, um, but I th- he might have been coaching it. When he was he coaching? When did he start it, coaching? Uh, I want to say late 90s, early 2000s or anything. Okay, so it was before that. It honestly might have been Space Jam. <laughs> yeah, it might have yeah. been Space Jam. I think the golf, the golf scene with Jordan yes. and uh, what's his name, Wayne Knight and Bill Murray, and, yep. and I think that. Why don't you get that thing away from me? Uh, I think that might have been the very first impression I ever had of Larry Bird. Uh, Magic Johnson, you know, I always heard of him, but on my unfortunate, I know my first memory was hearing about him with with the HIV. It was a constant like talk about in like health class, yeah. constantly referenced. But I do. You know, again, I I'm I know who these gentlemen are. I know what they mean to the game of basketball. I remember, I think it was the late 2000s, so that that first decade of the 2000s. I think Boston 
and LA were in the championship. Like both teams were really, really good. You got Kobe at his prime. And I want to say you got Kevin Garnett and some of these people. My dad's like, my, my dad looked at me, he goes, or we're just talking sports. And I'm not like the biggest sports guy at this point in time. And he goes, you know, it's really cool. It's really cool to see the Lakers and Celtics in the championship because it's, it's good for basketball. And I was like, man, what do you mean by that? And he goes, cause that was like the rivalry back in the day. And he explained yeah. it to me. He goes bird and you know, Larry bird and magic Johnson. And then everybody else in between, like that was it, as much of an East versus West, you know, interconference rivalry as you can get, that was the, that was premier. And, you know, so it, I, and I, as somebody who appreciates, you know, sports lineage, sports history, and to hear, to hear about that, that, you know, just the era of just, it's, it's, it's one or the other pretty much. I mean, there's other great teams in there too, but you know, those are the top two teams and uh, you know, it was really nice. It was really nice. You don't get that very often nowadays. I think, you know, it's basketball has always been one of those things that's been like, I'm not going to say challenging to to follow, but the the concept of, of a super team, which has apparently been, uh, you know, around way longer than I originally realized. But you know, you just don't get that level of competition. I feel in some instances anymore. You got like your bulk at the top, and then just kind of everybody else. You know, like a yeah, couple years. Me, yeah, don't get me started on the super team thing. That's something oh, yeah. we need to save for uh, yes for our sports talk show. Yes, we um, absolutely do. Yeah, but they've been around forever, ever in basketball. Uh, for sure. I mean, even the teams we're going to discuss today, the Celtics and the Lakers were super teams. They had some crazy good players on those teams. For sure. And, you know, I mean, yeah, right. Basketball's always been that way. But, you know, it, it, it's like when Cleveland and Golden State went to the championship game like four years in a row, um, you know, it was just it was a lot for me to process. I'm like, oh, this is kind of weak. This is kind of weak. But then I, I you know, just the 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 imagery in my own head about how those good old days were right. When, when, you know, again, Boston and LA were going at it they were very physical, very close neck and neck series. You didn't know who was going to win. One team wasn't significantly better than the other. Those were the days. Those were the days for me, uh, from what, from again, from what I understand, I, I love looking back at the history and just all, all the competitive nature of it all. Yeah. And of course, um, just to be totally, out there and honest which is what i think we try to strive to be uh, on this show uh obviously there's also the whole thing that larry bird was a white guy and yeah and he was just happened to be a white guy who was good at basketball and that's something that he actually hated <laughs> yeah what do they call him the great white hope i think was yeah his nickname? yeah he hated and he was that not, and that's yeah it's an unfair spot to put anybody in yeah he did not like that at all um but you know that brought all kinds of controversy like when Dennis Rodman and, and Zaya Thomas said that if you know that he if he was uh you know a black guy he'd be just a you know just like everybody else but because he's white and you know who knows oh matches <laughs> no, sorry NFL NFL little news update no oh, kidding I want to hear it let's do it on the air what is it oh man Gardner Minshew quarterback former quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars got traded to the Philadelphia Eagles for who um for six round pick <laughs> oh wow nice nice you heard it here first on retro Pop. <laughs> yeah yes we even, did. Though, even though it has a football podcast you heard it here first <laughs> on retro Pop. uh but yeah uh so race was obviously a part of it whether we want to admit that or not and um so just just putting that out there obviously I'm just uh, glad the story ends very nicely yes always <laughs> this is yes. one of those sports rivalry stories that like this has a happy ending to it. Yeah, yeah, they um, they actually are really, really good friends now. So yeah, uh, but we'll get into all that, uh, man. I think it's time for us to get into the history of Magic versus Bird. First time I laid eyes on Magic Johnson, we played on All Star team back in college. I could not believe what I was seeing in practice. I actually thought I was a bad judge of talent because. Neither one of us got to play in the games, but I can remember going home and telling my older brother, i just seen the best basketball player I'm probably ever going to see in my life. And he started quizzing me, asking me questions. Well, how good is he? I said, well, he's 6'9", he can handle the ball like a 5'9 guard, he can shoot the ball, he can pass like he can't believe. He goes, oh, come on. Well, after this 1979 NCAA tournament, my brother come up to me and says, yeah, 
He's a lot better than you. <laughs> Irving Johnson Jr. was born August 14th, 1959 in Lansing, Michigan. Uh, both these guys, because I'll get to Larry here soon, uh, were kind of homebodies at first. Uh, they pretty much stayed in their state. Uh, his dad, uh, Irving's dad, Irving Sr., uh, worked at a, a General Mills plant. Uh, I mean, General Mills. Good gosh, a General Motors plant. <laughs> <laughs> I put GM there thinking I would uh, remember which we one. We have a General Mills plant here. It smells really nice driving by it. Yeah, that's what I've heard. <laughs> I've heard good things. Uh, I think those two plants would smell completely different from each other. Just, yeah, yeah, just a little bit. Just a little bit. And his mom was a school janitor, and they were both very, very hardworking people. Uh, and uh, he had quite a few brothers and sisters. Uh, I think I saw somewhere like he had, there's like nine kids in the family. Big family. So, yeah. yeah, it was a big, big, big family. But at an early age, he really loved basketball. He really got into it. He was a big Bill, Bill Russell fan, and he would go out, and anytime he had a chance, he'd go out and play basketball and have a basketball in his hand and practice. Uh, when it came time for high school, he had this high school that he was hoping he would go play for. But he actually ended up playing for uh, Everett High School, which was a mostly white school. And this, of course, during this time, uh, you know, I think it's slightly better, even though obviously we still have issues. No, of but, course. Uh, but, you know, during this time, uh, he was going to put up with a lot of garbage <laughs> from white people. And that's what happened at first. But then uh, you can see interviews of like uh, he would be the one that the uh, that the principals and the teachers would turn to to kind of get him to break up fights and stuff <laughs> because everybody just liked him. He's so such a likable guy. Uh, you know, to this day, he has one of the like he has just this big smile. That's just hard to be mad at. And he had that from an early age, even in high school. But he became really popular because he was good. He was really good on the basketball court for that team. Uh, when he was 15 years old, he actually had a triple double. And if you don't know what that is, that just means he had three different stat categories where he had double digits and it's not easy. I to actually do. have never known what that is. <laughs> Everyone's like, he's got a triple dub. I'm like, what? <laughs> so yeah, that just means like he had double digit points and double digit rebounds, double digit assists. Like for example, that's the one that usually happens. That's what he had here. Gotcha. And this was during a time where that was really less common. And so there was a sports writer who had been at that game and he decided to write about Irvin Johnson. And he gave him, and he said that Irvin was magic in that game. And the nickname stuck. Irvin it's a good magic nickname. Johnson. It's a great nickname. Uh, was born. And he was so good. He was considered the best high school player of basketball ever uh, brought up to there. Uh, and that was 1977. I would probably say he's still that. And for when it was time to pick college, he had a lot of schools that were going after him. But he decided that he wanted to stay in state and ended up going to Michigan State for college. Now, during all this time, as he's going through high school and college, he's one of the most talked about players in basketball. But there was also another guy who was grabbing headlines as he was. And that man was. Larry Joe Bird. Larry Joe Bird was born December 7th, 1956, uh, in a, and he lived and was raised in a place called French Lick, Indiana. What a name. Yeah, what a great name, right? French Lick, Indiana. Obviously a very, very small town. And his family was super poor. Uh, on the documentary, Larry versus, it's, I think it's called Magic versus Bird or something like that. It's on HBO Max. It's really, really good. Uh, but they, they actually show his... It's the house that he grew up in. And it's literally just like, it looks like a one room house. That's what it looks like to me. Uh, but he had four brothers and one sister. His mom worked two jobs and uh, his dad was also a very hard worker. Larry t- tells this story because, uh, you know, he was known uh, for, for his play because he wasn't like, it wasn't like he could jump super high or anything like that, but he would outwork you. And they were like, well, where'd you get that from? And he tells the story of, his dad had hurt his ankle and uh, he said to the point where it was turning blue. And it was like, he, he said he had known he had had to at least sprain it or broken it, but he had a construction job that he had to get to. And so he had to have help putting on his boots, but he limped out and went to work anyway. 
and he said that that really stuck with him. Yeah. That would do that. That's no, it's, a, it's a cool thing. <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. I actually fell in love with an NFL player because of um, that. He finished the game hurt and not to make it about football, but he finished the game hurt because he's like, yeah, people wake up every day. They're hurt. They go to work and, you know, they, they hurt. They're, they're hurt, but they still got to go to work. And he felt like that's what he had to do. And it, it, it is it, it is important. I mean, in this day and age, I mean, preventive injuries, you know, keeping keeping, uh, you know, people healthy and upright is, is incredibly important. But you got to love that, that, that like blue collar hustle attitude yeah. Uh, like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think sports has a history of players who have kind of gotten hurt and yet really, really captured uh something in a bottle because they wouldn't give up even though they were hurt Isaiah Thomas did it once so he hurt his ankle and still came out and played yeah uh, like he's an example but there's all kinds of examples of that uh, however sadly his parents would get divorced when he was in high school and he was actually close to both his parents but he was really close to his dad uh, which leads to this tragedy his dad would actually commit suicide a year later and uh, that obviously there's no way you can get, be affected by that. No, that'll ruin you for, for a while and for yeah. a long time. Yeah. He said that um, he said at first he was obviously very devastated. And then he was actually mad. Like he felt like his dad had just cut out on all of them. Abandoned them. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And took the easy way out that type of thing. But he had like a lot of debt and stuff like that. And I think he felt uh, like maybe it was the easiest way to, to help the family. As weird as that sounds. Yeah. Uh, but uh yeah, suicide is uh, yeah, is an awful thing. Talk to somebody. Yes, please, please. All right, so basketball became his escape. For whatever reason, he said he he really doesn't even know why, but that was something like the second he could pick up a ball, is like he just had a knack for it. And so he would play all the time. Uh, and about a year, and, uh, and it, ugh, I'm getting ahead of myself. So he goes to high school, and he's really good in high school. Uh um, actually very, very good to the point where he wasn't making headlines too, just like magic was in high school. So it comes to time for, uh, you know, college and Indiana state university. Uh, I mean, any, any, I'm getting my, getting them confused because they're the same thing. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> he got a scholarship from Indiana university, which is a huge, huge school, uh, beautiful school. And especially in basketball, it's a major deal. And then uh, in 1974, it's a huge thing. Now, you got to remember, Larry's coming from a really small town. So he says he gets to campus, and he's just overwhelmed by, like, just all the people. He's actually a very shy person, uh, and he does not like attention overall. No, he's never, he's never come off those kind of guy. He's never been like a press conference guy. There's never, no, there's no, no memorial, memor- memorable, memorable, uh, press conference line. Like there's, there's really nothing for him. He just, he's always had his way of staying out of the limelight. That's why, I mean, I was, it was really cool that he came back and coached and stuff, but yeah, I was like, I was surprised by that, that he, that he chose to do that. I think he just likes basketball so much. I think so too. It. Student right. of the game, student of the game, but he was so overwhelmed that he only lasted at his school for a month. He actually dropped out a month later and went back home and started working odd jobs. Like he was a garbage man at some point in his town and stuff like that. However, the coach from Indiana state university, a much smaller school uh, kept hounding him saying, Hey, just come play for me. Cause he knew Larry was good. Just come play for me. And finally Larry did it. So a year later, so he was actually out of, of college for a year, but a year later he goes, okay. And he goes there and he immediately turns that team around. And uh, this all leads to them going back and forth, him and Magic going back and forth until the very famous 1979 NCAA tournament championship game, which pitted the two against each other. And How this cool was, is that? Oh my god, that's the, that's the it's like it's thing. written. That's like it's just you know. Written, oh, it was destiny. Right? Yeah, it was destiny. I I I love that it became that. I love that it started there and ended, you know, with the pro. I mean, you don't see that in, in pros ever. You don't, you no. never see that. That's huge. This is really no. cool. Yeah. Pros actually, what we get a lot of times is uh, we'll, we'll have two players or teams that we really want to play each other. And it just doesn't happen uh, for whatever reasons. Yeah. Uh, but this happened. Uh, the, and Magic's team would go on to win. And Larry actually did not have a great game. 
And he would say later that that game just ate him up inside <laughs> uh, because not only because he didn't play well, but because he lost the magic and he really wanted to beat him. Uh, that's the thing about how competitive these guys were. They really wanted to win really bad, especially against the best. Right. Yeah. They did. It wasn't necessarily about beating the other team. It was about beating that guy, which is, yeah. which is, which is, I mean, that's a huge sign of respect first and foremost, but, um, but yeah, it, it definitely shows off their competitive nature. I want to beat that guy. I want to, you know, I want to get a touchdown versus this guy. I want to tackle that guy. I want to hit a home run off that pitcher. It's, it, it is, it, it's really cool. It's a, it's a nice sign of comp- their level of competition. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. Uh, but that means that it's time for them to go to the pros. And at this time, the NBA was not at all uh, the behemoth that it is today or that it would even be in the 90s with Jordan. Uh, it was a uh, it was actually known for being a place where a lot of players were on drugs and stuff. Right. Uh, the even the NBA playoffs were pre-taped on TV. They weren't live, that type of thing, which is that's mind boggling to me. <laughs> what a yes. crazy concept that is. Yeah. Um, that's how bad it was, though. So technically, you you could know who won and then watch the game. <laughs> <laughs> technically. Uh and Magic would, of course, get drafted by the Los Angeles Lakers. And Larry Bird would get drafted by the Boston Celtics. And these were two teams that already had a rivalry to start with. And now you're adding two players who have a rivalry. Like, this is all just written down predestined, right? Like, this, even the teams they ended up on. Oh, yeah. No, it, 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 it's, that, it goes to say, this is definitely uh the best if not one of the best rivalries of all time because of how everything kind of fell into place yeah how everything yeah. kind of fell into place now i do got to ask you this too i mean again i'm not i'm not i i appreciate the history and stuff but what um who were the guys for the in the nba in the 70s like pre magic and bird coming in who were really like the those top tier you know there's always your jordan you know every generation there's jordan you got lebron you got kobe yeah um i would say yeah. kareem Kareem, Jamar, yeah, they yeah, definitely be a big cool. one. Yeah, uh, I mean, still to this day, he's like the leading scorer ever in, yeah. the, in, in NBA. So he's definitely the one of the big ones for sure. Uh, in fact, he is who Magic gets to join on the Lakers when he gets drafted, and uh, that's that's pretty awesome. Like, it's there's uh, Kareem is also another one I would love to cover at some point. He's a very interesting guy. Absolutely, as a, a board bat to sleep he does. <laughs> As he's yawning in my face. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, these two and this rivalry was what the NBA needed. This was a spark. Immediately, people started watching. That uh, NCAA tournament championship game between the two was one of the most watched, highest rated games of all time. So everybody knew them. they were both beyond, uh, being Sports Illustrated, which was a huge deal back then, that type of thing. Yeah, being a cover athlete for that was big. Now, is this around? Uh, forgive me if I'm out of place, but is this is this right around the time period where uh, Larry Bird made a uh, he he cut a promo, so to speak, in wrestling terms about what the NBA would look like that, at that time? Do you did you hear about this? He, he did got, a lot of he got he an did. interview and he he, he shed, he's like I understand why people don't watch the NBA. I think it was it might have been around this time. It might. It probably was, um, which is a big he, deal when you're that is, highly touted. Yeah, he. <laughs> oh, we've already covered it, but he famously does did not and does not like doing anything where he has to talk to somebody, right? And then he he, he says something as my you know as big yeah. of a pipe bomb as that. Um, yeah. Hey, you're going to the NBA, and yeah, this league isn't very fun. It's he uh, understands why it's not watchable. Yeah, uh, but him and Magic would change that for sure. Uh, like, even as soon as they got there, they changed their teams around. I mean, Magic was a rookie, and they won the championship that year. That's how big they changed their teams around. And Larry's, in the first, uh, Larry's first year, the team's record improved drastically. Uh, the, the Celtics were kind of a little bit down uh, during this time before he got there. but Yeah, I think they were pretty good, like, maybe a decade or so before I, I know my uncle grew up a big Celtics fan. And I, 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 I mean, I know Larry bird played a big part in that eventually, but I don't know if before, if before that, but, but yeah, yeah. in the sixties, uh, especially in the sixties, the Celtics are quite dominant. Yeah. They had Bill yeah. Russell on their team. 
That's and, probably why and Koozie and, the, and those guys just destroyed everybody. Yeah, I mean they they dominated for a decade. So um, the most uh, I think that I think that was one. I think Bill Russell has like the most championships in NBA. Yes. Yes. So yeah, uh, but um, think of these teams now. They've added like the Lakers. They've added Magic. They already have uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, another legend, right? They already have another legend. They would soon add James Worthy, another big name. Uh, and they had a really great, some really great role players who were very tough. Uh, and they became the Showtime Lakers. Because uh, it wasn't unusual to see Magic throw a wild pass, uh, you know, and some slam ducks happening. And uh, it brought out a lot of people. The team got really, really popular. Uh, you know, celebrities and stuff would start showing up at those games. And uh, and Magic was just like he was just in heaven with this stuff. Uh, he became the toast of the town. Uh, he could go, you know, he anywhere he went, people were yelling magic, magic. And he he loved that. And on the opposite end is Larry Bird. And Larry joined a team that would eventually have uh, they had Robert Parrish, who's a really good center. They had uh, Kevin McHale, who's probably one of the best inside players of one of the top ones ever. Uh, so, and a lot of other really good players like Dennis Johnson was quite good. Uh, and they would, uh, they were, uh, Boston's kind of known as like a hardworking, that's kind of the thing that they, that appeals to them. So the team kind of took that identity, especially with Larry. Right. Yeah. Uh, I guess Boston too, in a way, uh, the underdog. Yeah, yeah, they, they, Boston always had has always had this underdog vibe, where you know the, whether it be the Red Sox or everybody, you know we're the we're the underdog and LA is the big city, right? You know I, I think it, yeah. it, this just adds to that rivalry even more. But uh, yeah, Bird was a perfect fit for I, I feel, uh, you know, by his demeanor, by his lack of you know I wouldn't say lack of personality, but um, just uh, not not being very open. I feel like he fits that Boston image. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, the truth of the matter is he wasn't very open to the press, but the way you got uh, to know him was through other players because they love telling Larry Bird stories. Yeah. Uh, like Larry Bird stories are legendary, and I'll cover those later, but there's some pretty fun ones. Um, but these guys would actually start going back and forth. Uh, it was not unusual for this decade in the 80s for the final two teams left in the NBA Finals to be the Celtics and the Lakers. They met multiple, multiple times. Uh, they both admitted to uh, always looking in the paper to see uh, how the other one did when they had a game, just check out their stats and stuff. Uh, that's how much they were really, really linked and at this time did not like each other. No, hated each other. I, just yeah. in the spirit of competition. They didn't yeah. know probably much about each other personally, but yeah, hated, hated each other from a competition standpoint. It's It's... It's pretty crazy. Pretty crazy how that all works. But then one of the major turning points in their uh, friendship would be, at this time, the biggest shoe was Converse. And Converse was going to bring out a Magic shoe and a Larry Bird shoe, and they wanted to shoot a commercial with the both of them. So they ended up shooting the commercial at Larry Bird's, the the house that he built for his mom, because it's a really nice place in Indiana. Uh, And Magic you know, has to drive there. You can actually find the commercial on TV. It's just oh, it's a fun. great one. It's a very it's good, it's very good. Yeah. Uh, but the the major thing that came out of this is they actually sat down and talked to each other, uh, and they even had lunch together. Like Larry's mom made them lunch, and uh, the, it's just a pretty incredible story. Uh, Larry likes to say that that day he actually met Irving, and he right he, and not magic, right? Yeah. And he loves Irvin, and he said he can do without Magic. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's actually – I did read up that it was his mom's favorite player. Yeah. Yeah. It was oh, his mom's loved, favorite player. Yeah, she loved, she loved Magic, yeah. Yeah, which is, I mean, ironic. It's it's hilarious. But, yeah, that that was uh, – from what I read, that was that was how, like, the, the ice finally broke for them. Yeah. Hey, do you want to come inside? My, my mom says your favorite player. <laughs> yeah. And uh, one of the other funny things is – Matt, because it was on a farm, right? It's kind of like a farm area. Yeah. And there was a tractor that was out there, and Magic was like, uh, "Man, is that a tractor over there?" And and Larry's like, "Yeah, I work on that tractor all the time." 
and magic was blown away by this <laughs> that larry would work on a tractor his own tractor yeah. it's a big it's culture like, clash i think going yeah. both ways for you know very different upbringings yeah uh different homes different i mean it, it, it and this is so cool this is why communication is like so wonderful between people it can really bring people together i mean here's magic just mind blown by a tractor yeah like come on it's so simple but it's 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 so cool at the same time. I I, I love I love reading you know hearing about this. I loved reading about it how this these two just different personalities kind of came together. Yeah, so they actually became friends after this, and uh, pretty close friends, I would say. Uh, so their rivalry was so intense, though. Uh, Bird would win three NBA championships. Magic would end up winning five, and they met all the time in the finals. Magic won MVP three times. Larry won MVP three times. I won't give you any more stats. I'm going to leave that to Matt for the Matt stats. But uh, let's just say these guys were neck and neck. <laughs> these guys were really good. Uh, then we're going to go into the year 1991. And this is when, uh, sadly, Magic Johnson, uh, the story goes, uh, he had taken, you know, all these, I think this is true in any sports. You got to take physicals all the time. Yeah. Just, sure, just to make sure you're doing all right. And this one physical that Magic took kind of showed something wasn't right. And he was told, hey, you got to come back to Los Angeles. And he goes, why can't you just tell me? And like, we can't tell you over the phone. So he gets here to be told that he was HIV positive. And especially during this time, it was not as well. uh, Like people knew it, but it was a scary, super duper scary thing. Not that it's not now. It was a death warrant back in the day. Yes. Yeah. People thought that now it's treatable. It's, it's yeah. treatable, but to an extent, but it's when, like they, when, inter- they interviewed some of magic's friends and they said, yeah, we thought we were just going to watch him wither away and die. Yeah. We thought that's what that meant. And uh, he has a very famous uh, or infamous or however you want to say it, a, a conference where he tells everybody that he has to retire because of it. Um, but man, it was a very sad time for everybody. It really hit everybody, including, Larry Bird and Magic said that a lot of people that he thought were his friends didn't even contact him. But the one person who did was Larry Bird. And he goes, you really learn who your friends are uh, during something like that. No, for sure. Yeah. Um, but this was also during a time where we were very ignorant about HIV and AIDS. Uh, you know, like a lot of play, like when he comes back to play, because that's a spoiler alert, he comes back into the league. A lot of players were like, we're not, you know, uh, we don't want to catch it or something like that, even though you can't get it that way. Uh, but they were very ignorant of it. But thankfully, he goes on to do some pretty awesome stuff. Uh, we'll cover that. I got that in my did you knows. But let's just say that both of these guys' careers are always going to be intertwined. And like Matt said earlier, to me, this is in sports or honestly in pop culture, this is probably one of the best rivalries that almost seemed like somebody had written it how good it is oh absolutely it, it, it yeah it doesn't get much better than this you know to, it, it it really doesn't and you know people still talk about it to this day and that was the crowning you know that 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 defined this 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 lineup now every time boston and, and the lakers end up in the finals or playing each other uh, that that series is going to be referenced all the time that rivalry is going to be referenced all of the time yeah. And it's one of the coolest badges of honor to, to to be like that. You know, these two guys were great. And it wasn't just one, you know, it wasn't just this one-sided rivalry where one guy's got all the titles, all the score, you know, MVPs, all this stuff. It was back and forth, back Yeah, they traded blows for sure. Yeah. For sure. And just a little side personal note, some of my favorite basketball players are ones who are really awesome passers. Like, I just love a good passer on the team. And obviously that's magic and that's Larry. They're both would throw some amazing mind boggling passes. I highly recommend you look up. Uh, uh, if you don't know, uh, look up both of them on YouTube. You can find some pretty sweet, uh, like highlight films of them. Both. Uh, these guys were incredible. Yes, they were. Yes, they were. But let's find out some stats about these guys, Matt. Let's move over to Matt's stats. The day that I heard about Magic, it just sort of changed my love for basketball. It shook me up. You know, you get, a, you get that feeling, probably the same type of feeling I had when my father died. He wants to understand why, you know, how can I talk to him? How, I need to speak to him. It was just really important for Larry to talk to him. 
you know, I, you know, sort of, I don't know. I wanted to hear it from him, but I didn't believe it. Calls me and uh, we're talking. You know, it's just, how you doing? I heard about it. And uh, you can almost hear both of us with some uh, tears in our eyes. And I'm choked up because he did call me. All right, everybody. Welcome to the Matt Stats portion of this show. We got some fun stuff to look at today uh, when it comes to both these gentlemen. First and foremost, individual uh, honors and stats. So Magic Johnson is in the Hall of Fame. He's a 12-time All-Star, a four, uh, let's see, two-time, what's this, STL? Uh, St. Louis, I don't know what that means. I'm sorry. Still. But st- st- <laughs> stealing champ. Uh, oh, four-time assist champ. Okay, I got it now. I got it now. My apologies. Five times. Th- yeah, that just means he was, uh, that year he was the top in that category. That makes sense. That's yep. really cool. So he had the okay. most steals twice, and he had the most assists however many times. Okay, that makes more sense. Five-time NBA champ, 10-time at all NBA, 1979, 80 rookie or all rookie, two-time MVP, uh, three-time Finals MVP, MVP. Oh wait, AS MVP. That's got to be a uh, all-star, all-star MVP. Uh, thank you, Johnny, so much. <laughs> this is all foreign I, language to me. To be, to be fair, if we were doing football, I'd be the same boat you were. So. <laughs> and he's a three-time, uh, three-time just MVP in in general. So. Uh, yeah, he was inducted in the Hall of Fame in 2002. This is Max Johnson. I don't know if I said that before, but he played from 1979 to uh, 1996 with four years off between 91 and 95 due to his illness. He finished with, let's see, I got his toes right here. Uh, Magic Johnson finished with 17,707 points all time, 138 triple doubles, 1,724 Steals, 374 blocks, 10,141 assists. Uh, let's see. Yeah, here's the thing, too. The Magic was a big guy. Like, he was really tall. Yeah, he was. Let's see. I got to get six foot nine, 215 pounds. Yeah, he was a big dude playing point guard. And this was generally a position in which it was like for the smaller guys. So that was also something that he kind of changed. No, for sure. For sure. It's, it, it, <laughs> yeah. A little intimidating when you're six foot nine in that size. Uh, 5,886 two pointers made and 325 three pointers made with a field goal percentage of 0.520. So that's that's Magic Johnson, his uh stats. Now on to Larry Bird. The bird is the word. Hall of Famer, 12 time all star, three time NBA champ, 10 times all NBA, three time all defensive player, 1978. Or excuse me, 1979, 80, all rookie, 1981, 82, uh, MVP, AS MVP. We just said it. We just said I all star MVP. I knew it. I knew it the whole time. I got you. Don't worry. Two time finals MVP, three time MVP in 1979, 80, rookie of the year. So we ousted Magic for rookie of the year. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, there's a very, there's a very famous story where Magic was because they were in the, I think they were in the finals, the Lakers, when he found out that Larry had won the the league MVP over him, and he was very upset about it. So he went about to destroy whoever they were playing that night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Um, and also, they're the same height and practically the same size throughout their playing careers. Uh, Larry was also six foot nine, and he was 220 pounds. Magic was only 215. So um, and I'm sure that fluctuated throughout their careers as well. But, um yeah, pretty. Let's see. Let's look into the totals here. All right. Points all time. Larry Bird has 21,791 points, uh, 59 triple doubles, 755 blocks, 1,556 steals, 5,695 assists, uh, 7,942 two-pointers two made, 1,727 uh, three-pointers made. So that's their that's their individual respective stats. In a bit of a nutshell, Larry also went in, mind you, I did say how he was in the Hall of Fame. He got inducted in 1998 and very well deserved at that. So, all right, there's a really cool website that I found that made my job a whole lot easier and it has not crashed yet. So we're going to run with it. It's called landofbasketball.com and they do a Magic Johnson versus Larry Bird uh, comparison. Head to head, it's, you know, they, they, it's 
it's it's really amazing. It really is. So uh, as Johnny mentioned, uh, NBA championships, Larry Bird has three to Magic Johnson, five. Uh, NBA seasons, they both played 13. Uh, playoffs played. Larry played in 12, 12 playoffs, uh, 12 playoff series or uh, playoff years, and then Magic played in 13. They also both played in 12 All-Star games. Uh, both three-time MVPs. When it comes to finals MVP, Larry has two. Magic has three. Uh, both have nine All-NBA First Team awards. Uh, both have 10 All-NBA team selections. Uh, Larry has three All-Defensive team selections to Magic Johnson's none. Uh, Larry has zero assists. Uh, it was never an assist leader. Magic Johnson has that, that acknowledgement four times. Magic won uh, steals leader twice. Larry did not. And Larry won Rookie of the Year to Magic John. Obviously, you can only have one at a time. Regular season stats. All right, points per game. This is based on, I think this is, I would imagine this is averaged out over the course of their careers. Larry Bird averaged 24.3 points per game to Magic Johnson's 19.5. Larry also uh, in rebounds per game. He had 10, averaged 10 per game to Magic Johnson's 7.2. Magic Johnson, however, he... Uh, he had 11.2 assists per game to Larry Bird's 6.3. Uh, the steals per game, Magic had 1.9 to Larry's 1.7. And blocks, very, very small. Again, another small measuring stick here. But uh, Larry Larry had 0.8 to Magic Johnson's 0.4. So um, I just read off some of their individual stats. They do, they do the comparison of that. As I said, Larry Bird, 21,791 total points to Magic's 17,700. And seven rebounds, 8,974 8, for Larry Bird to Magic Johnson's 6,559. And, and the list goes on. There's percentages here. Field goal percentage, Magic Johnson had a better field goal percentage, 0. 0.520 to Larry Bird's 0. 0.496. Uh, Larry had better three-point percentage, 3.7 or 0. 0.376 to Magic's 0. 0.303. And uh, Larry had a better free throw percentage, 0.886 to Magic's 0.848. Their best seasons. All right, they actually did the statistical breakdown of best seasons. There's there's no game minimum on this, mind you. Uh, 1988 was Larry's best statistical season, where Magic Johnson's was 1987. Uh, Points per game in that season, in the 88 season for Larry Bird, 29.9. And Magic's best year in 87, uh, 23.9. So that should be acknowledged. Uh, and then we'll go into the playoff stats and we'll 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 uh we'll move on to our next segment. So playoff stats, Larry Bird uh, average points per game 23.8 to Magic's 19.5. Uh in the rebound category in the playoffs, 10.3 for Larry Bird. Uh rebounds per game to Magic Johnson 7.7. Assists, Magic Johnson, man, he loves helping people out. Uh 12.3 in the assist category per game. Uh, to Larry Bird, 6.5, and their total, uh, you know, playoff stats. Larry has just a little over 170 more playoff points, 3,897 to Magic, 3,701. Uh, rebounds, Larry Bird, 1,683 to Magic's uh, 1,465. And, yeah, it, 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 this breakdown is, is absolutely insane. There's a lot more little meticulous details to it. So uh, if you want to dig into it, landabasketball.com, and they have a whole comparison thing. But that's a wrap on this segment, everybody. Uh, you know, let's move on uh, to Johnny's Did You Know? No. Oh. So why? Why? What's why? Well, Bill, I like him now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, coming up uh, in college when we met for the uh, 1979 NCAA championship, you know, I had a real dislike for Larry. We were able to beat Indiana State. And then, of course, coming into the NBA, playing them three times, and then him winning one, uh, our Lakers winning two of them. And I just hate anybody in green. It it, it was with Larry, it was with Kevin McHale. Because you had to hate the Celtics to beat them because when I got here, we were 0-4, I think, 8. And then the first time against the Celtics in the in championship series, and then we lost that in 84. That made us 0 Did you know? 
that Magic actually won the championship his rookie year, and he was named in that final series as the finals MVP, becoming the youngest player ever to be named that. Uh, here's, you know, I've been talking about how French Lick, you know, Larry Bird's hometown was a small town. Uh, when Larry was in high school, the population of French Lick was about 2,000 people. <laughs> That's how small it was. And he it was tiny. Such- and he, he was such a big deal in that area that his high school games, his home games, would average uh, about 1,600 people. So if you think about it, that means over half the town would go to his basketball games. <laughs> That's insane. That's cool, though. That's cool. It's pretty wild, huh? Uh, but here's a, a very famous story people love to tell. Uh, this was during the height of Larry's popularity. Uh he would actually mow his own grass at his house and the fans found this out and they would go watch him mow his grass. <laughs> oh man. Oh, uh, which of course, man. you know, he probably hated because he did not like that stuff. But, yeah. Uh, Stop watching me mow my lawn. You know, <laughs> if he had an only fans, if only fans was out by that, he could video himself <laughs> just, just mowing, mowing the lawn and people would pay yeah. for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, during Larry Bird's retirement ceremony in 1993, Magic, of course, was there, and he surprised Bird by revealing that he was wearing Celtics gear. And this was a huge deal. Yeah, you don't do that. You yeah. don't do that. A lot of people don't do that. <laughs> what a huge deal this was. Uh, after being diagnosed with HIV, Magic would go on. This was after he got this disease that people thought were just, was just going to kill him. Uh, he would go on to become the 1992 All-Star Game MVP, and uh, he won a gold medal as an integral part of the 92 Dream Team. Hmm. Uh, so I was talking about how Larry Bird built his mama house. She had this long concrete driveway. And do you know who poured that driveway, the concrete that driveway? Larry Bird, of course. <laughs> really? Oh, that's amazing. But much to his detriment, he would actually kind of hurt his back doing it. And that just started a long uh, thing of his back just getting worse and worse uh, uh, during the late. That's why actually it made him retire. His back got so bad. He he would have to lay down instead of sitting in a chair during uh, when he wasn't playing. Right. That type of thing, because his back was so awful. Uh, He he would literally go to the doctor on uh, game days to get his back worked out before going into the game. Uh, so yeah, uh, and I'm and I cry if my, you know, if I jam my toe. So oh hell yeah, yeah I'm the same way. Yeah, I yeah. could imagine. I mean, especially with how physical basketball is, shock, you know, shock from moving around all day. Oof, yeah, that's tough. That's yeah. tough. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I uh, I'm a wuss uh, compared to these guys. We do. Uh, magic <laughs> uh, Magic would actually become a big time business owner. Uh, he at one point owned uh, 125 Starbucks stores. He had his own chain of movie theaters. He had a really, yeah. Uh, movie he theaters. had uh, he had a talk show that did not do well, so no need to look it up. Uh, but he did have a talk show at one point. Uh, but today he actually owns stakes in the LA Dodgers and I think a major league soccer team as well. Uh, so uh, yeah, and he's still quite active with the Dodgers, I believe. Uh, and we're going to end with this. Larry Bird tales are legendary. Uh, he, especially for his trash talking, like this dude was a trash talking savant uh, to the point where they, a lot of his opponents like to tell these stories of, he goes, uh, we were playing Larry Bird and he would sit there and tell me, Hey, I'm going to go to this spot. This is the play we're going to run. He would tell them the play they're going to run and he goes, and you're not going to be able to stop me. And <laughs> And do it. Uh, and he would do it. Uh, he famously, my favorite one, though, is during the All-Star weekends, they always have a dunk contest, as you know, and a three-point shootout. One year, Larry was in a three-point shootout, and he walked into the locker room against all these really, really amazing shooters and said, uh, okay, who's going to play for second place? That's literally that was his first word out of his mouth. <laughs> and, and guess what? He won the three-point shootout. Of course he did. <laughs> Of yeah. course he did. <laughs> wow. That's yeah. some gall. Yeah. That's some gall. Yeah, he wasn't afraid to 
<laughs> to uh, just do some talking to some trash. But that's Johnny's Did You Know. Let's move on to where these two stand in pop culture today. made a pair of bird shoes for last year's MVP. Yep. Well, they made a pair of magic shoes for this year's MVP. Okay, Magic, show me what you got. The bird shoe, the magic shoe. Choose your weapon from Converse. Matt, uh, NBA basketball is actually one of the, across the world, as one of the fastest growing sports. Uh, it's gaining popularity across the world like crazy. Yeah, uh, it's the number two sport here in America, just behind football. Uh, but football is mainly a American thing, right? Like, uh, correct. Yeah, there's yeah. yeah, we have our own style of football. They do it in some other areas, Canada, um, Europe yeah. used to have a league, but yeah, basketball. I mean, listen, if basketball was an international thing, it wouldn't be you know at the Olympics and stuff. Uh, you know, every four years, yeah. which is a yeah, I think a huge testament to uh, to what that sport can do. And it's really easy to put together too. It's yeah. like if you, you get really easy to throw together a basket and tie it up you somewhere yeah. and play it. It's it's a very universally and easy to easy to do sport. And you don't need as many people as you do for like a football game. Right. And all this kind of thing. Yeah, so, you can watch shoot play basketball by yourself and get really good at it. You don't need people. Yeah. 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 Uh these two literally saved the NBA. These two saved them. And they paved the way for players like Michael Jordan, uh, like LeBron James, and all these players that we talk about in high regard today. Uh, they that for that reason, I think they will always be there, especially their rivalry. That, I mean, when you talk about rivalries and anything, you got to talk about these two. I mean, there's just no way you can't. And just for that alone, I think they'll stay in pop culture quite a while. But especially in sports pop culture, these two are legit legends. Uh, they. Uh, you know, they came into the NBA when it was very much on the downslide and and turned it right around, turned it right around. And, and not only that, but magic. I mean, gosh, what all he did for, uh, you know, research and such of HIV. I mean, just even for that, uh, he's going to be remembered forever. Yeah. So, uh, and these two, of course, even went past basketball. They were uh, pop culture icons, I would say. You know, you mentioned, uh, you know, Space Jam, and Larry Bird was in Space Jam. How wild is that? <laughs> I had to double check and see if uh, Magic was in Space Jam. I couldn't I remember if he, he was. Or no. I don't think he is either. But you know, uh, Larry Bird, this brief cameo appearance, and and but yeah. So I mean, I, I feel like I knew these guys from outside the sport before I really knew them from inside. Uh, yeah. Which is, you know, I think it speaks to their their mainstream credibility. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah, these two guys are kind of larger than life uh, to me, and I highly, highly, highly recommend that documentary on HBO Max. It's really, really well done, and it dives it dives pretty deep into these two. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, I I can't think of a time. And keep in mind, I'm very biased because I love basketball, but I can't think of a uh, of a time where these two uh, wouldn't be talked about if you're talking about basketball. Their names are just going to come up when you talk about stuff in basketball. No, for sure. I mean, there's been, and don't get me wrong. There's like in basketball, there's been a lot of, uh, I guess a lot of little rival rivalries here and there, but everybody, you know, it's like, but can you like pinpoint to one, like Jordan, you know, th- there's a couple, there's a couple people, uh, you know, from the Pistons and the Pacers and stuff, but it's usually like, Oh, Jordan versus everybody's always like, Oh, Jordan versus the Pistons. Never the Bulls versus the Pistons is always, you know, or Jordan versus someone specific. It's Jordan versus the Pistons, Jordan versus uh, the Pacers. Some of those teams that they, you know, he faced in, in his time. Uh, you know, the Lakers, a lot of great players, great players and stuff, but, you know, they didn't always meet up. You know, how great would it have been if we got a LeBron and Kobe series? Like, we never did a final series. We never got to see that. But here you have two people who are at their at their peak and prime at the same time, drafted the same year. And going head to head almost, you know, that's money. Like you look forward to that. You look forward to that. And I'm trying to think of other sports where it's like comparable, right? Um, you know, again, I'm a big football guy. Tom Brady was in like he played in the AFC East division. You know, he played 
teams in that you play teams in that division twice a year. And there was never any like really solid, like quarterback rivalries. And you never get to see that. I mean, they're never on the field, of course, at the same time either. Um, like you are in basketball, you know, you're on the court at the same time. Um, but yeah, there, there's going to be nothing ever bigger. I, I would like to compile like a sports rivalries list. I, th- I, 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 it'd be hard to pick something, you know, greater than that. When you really look at the numbers, you really crunch the numbers. You look at the era, what they did for the sport, um, you know, putting it back on the map, you know, it, North American sports in North America are so interchangeable sometimes, but basketball is no doubt like the number two, you know, who knows what would be number two baseball. You know, I like, I like playing baseball. I sure as crap. Don't like watching it. Uh, but basketball yeah, that, does have this excitement yes. factor to it. Yeah. That's how I feel about baseball. It's one that I, unless I'm actually seeing it in person, right. If you're in a stadium or something like that's that, different. it's a difference. Yeah. Yes. I agree. But I just can't watch it on TV. Just, I just, I don't know why. Um, yeah. I know this player is obviously very talented and I couldn't do half the stuff they do, but uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Basketball definitely surpassed baseball. Uh, and obviously football did too, which is pretty wild because the baseball was known forever as the American pastime. Yeah. It sure. <laughs> it, it, and now it definitely is just the pastime. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now it is just definitely just the pastime. But they're still there. I think they're resurging because there's a lot of money in it now. Oh uh, yeah. Some of those players are getting some crazy contracts, but uh, it's a, same thing in basketball. I don't know why I'm going to act like basketball is any better. Crazy contracts there too, but <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, but that was the rivalry of magic versus bird. Matt, what's our, what are we going to start talking about next month? And what's your topic? All right. So our theme for next month, as all of our listeners know, we've been doing themes every single month and uh, we're doing movies. So myself and Johnny are going to get the opportunity. Let me just see how many uh, Sundays we have in the month of September. Let's see. So we'll be our first episode will drop, I think, the fifth. So we get we get one. So, um, so yeah, we're going to movies. Uh, myself and Johnny got to pick one each. Uh, there's a movie that's it's I've been really uh, itching to talk about. Itching to talk about. Uh, any podcast. We're going to talk about the movie Signs. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, it's Aliens and, you know, Mel Gibson, who I, fi- I find to be a terrific actor. And just, just uh, M. Night Shyamalan, who is a the, like an amazing director. And I always, really... forget, I always forget how to pronounce his first name, too. Joe, yeah. Joe Kent. How do you say it? Phoenix. Really? Uh, Phoenix's Joaquin, brother. Joaquin, Joaquin. Joaquin. Thank you. Yes. Yep. Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, I used to think it was Joe Kwan. I used to think it was Joe Kwan. That's kind of how it's spelled. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Joaquin. And he's obviously a very, very good actor. I'm very excited to talk about this movie. I too love it. So I can't wait. Very good. So yeah, we're going to break it down. I, I've been watching. I used to wear, well, we'll tell more stories, but I used to wear my, when I got, I got it for Easter one year. And I wore that VHS tape out within like two years, just rewatching it. Cause <laughs> it was so masterfully done. Yeah. Well, we're going to break it down. We're going to do what we do here at Retro Pop and uh and we're going to talk talk some signs. So So yeah. So yeah, uh you got 2 weeks to watch Signs and join us in our discussion if you want to. Uh very good movie. I believe it is streaming on one of the services, but don't ask me which. I can't remember. You can rent it off YouTube, I think too if you want for like 3.99 or something like that. You get like 3 days to watch it. Something crazy like that, but I think I, I think one of the, the streaming services might have it as well. I'm pretty sure one of them does. Uh, I'm looking it up real quick. No, I guess I'm wrong. Nobody has it, really. Oh, it is on Amazon Prime. If you if you have that, oh, that's pretty cool. Yep. So. Uh, thankfully, I have the Blu-ray, so that's guess how I'll, I'll be watching it. <laughs> but yeah, so stay tuned for that. Next time, we'll be talking about the movie Signs. Uh, for Matt Johnson, I'm Johnny Townsend. We very much appreciate appreciate all you retro poppers out there. Thank you for listening. Uh, it means a lot to us. Until next time, uh, you know, uh, this is where I would say something that would really, you know, like a coach would at halftime, would really pump you up, get you excited, and all that stuff. Uh, but uh, sadly, uh, I'm not good at that. <laughs> Shoot the J. It sounds like you're going to do drugs.
okay, we all see celebrity stories on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, anywhere we can absorb information from every day. But what about the people in our hometowns who make the world go around but don't get any recognition for it? Hi, I'm Dan Torres, and my podcast, Your Average Ordinary, focuses on those people. Those people that have extraordinary lives, jobs, hobbies, talents that you may not even know about that you walk past on the street every day. Join me every Saturday as I'm joined with a new friend to talk about how their average ordinary life impacts so many others. And there's so much to talk about because there are so many different people. You like movies? We talk about that. You like acting? We talk about that a lot. You like video games? I'm always talking about video games. Join us every Saturday, Your Average Ordinary, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere you can find.